Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, John Schwab here, and welcome to Take Your Bow, a new bite-sized podcast series from the Curtain Call Stable that shines a spotlight on the people that make theater happen. In today's climate of increasing isolation, we want to bring you a dose of inspiration. In each episode, we're giving someone in the theater a chance to take their bow, from the seasoned professional to drama students, vocal coaches to the life coaches. Tonight, we're producing the first of our series, Tom Stoppard's play, A Separate Piece, starring David Morrissey, Jenna Coleman, Denise Goff, Ed Stoppard, and Maggie Service, and directed by award-winning stage and screen director Sam Yates. The reading will benefit the Felix Project and those professionals who have found themselves out of work during the COVID-19 epidemic. On today's episode are the show's producers, myself and Matt Humphrey from Curtain Call, and from Platform Presents, Gala Gordon and Isabella McPherson. And due to the time we recorded this in London, Tim Kashani from Apples and Oranges Studios, based in LA, wasn't able to join. Sorry, Tim. This has been one hell of an adventure, and when we set out on this project, we... Oh, it was merely two weeks ago. We had no idea how big it would be. All of the producers on this project could not be more proud of the Remote Reads first offering. And it takes a special type of person to be a producer, not blowing our own trumpet here, but we drop everything and make sure everyone else is being looked after for the good of the production. And as you can hear in this episode, we all love it. Right, so uh, let's start it. Gala, you, you're gonna kick it all off. What is your name and what do you do? Hello, my name is Gala Gordon. I am an actress and I'm co-founder of Platform Presents. Hi, my name is Isabella McPherson and I'm co-founder of Platform Presents. Hello, I'm <laughs> Matt Humphrey, photographer and co-founder and now producer at Curtain Call. Uh, my name is John Schwamp. You've heard me before. I am co-founder of Curtain Call and, and producing uh, alongside Matt and the Platform Presents producers. Um, so guys and again let's just go around this and feel free to jump in that everybody's heard our voices but we'll, we'll try and, and and go in the same order um gala when did you know that you wanted to work in theater and and other things i know that you're a multi-hyphenate as well so what when did you know that you wanted to be involved in this i was always very strongly attracted to live performance whether i when i was very young whether that was with ballet or circus or theater or m music I sort of was enamored by the whole element of performance and the fact that you could bring 
a great amount of people together in a room and allow them to suspend their disbelief. And I think I was very lucky that my mother was very creative and so bring, raising me, she would make a very big effort to take me to go and see performances in the West End when I was young. And so I think I got the bug quite early on and then decided that I, I definitely wanted to explore taking on characters and almost being a vessel to portraying them. Bella, you've, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, you've come at from a sort of a sideways um, angle. What Your background is slightly different, yes? Yeah, I mean, I've always produced with creative people, um, but I think it's quite important what Gala said um, in that it, you're really affected by your upbringing. And I remember um, Lynette Linton saying that when she was young, she never went to a theatre. And the first time she went, I think it was Stratford, was when she was much older and she felt really out of place and awkward. Um, I was fortunate, like Gala, of always going to plays. And we began with musicals from a really young age and then theatre. And I still go to the theatre with my parents more than anybody else. And that just had a huge effect on me. And the power of words has just been such a, a huge um, backbone for my family and my life. And Matt, how about yourself? I know that you've done a few things. Yeah, but I didn't used to. So I, unlike... Gala and Bella, I didn't really have that upbringing which was focused on going to the theatre at all. Uh, in fact, I used to be a teacher and then about 12 years ago I came back to the UK having taught abroad and my brother who was head of stage kind of introduced me to the theatre really. He said, you know, come and, whilst you're figuring out what you're doing, come and work backstage at the Old Vic. And I remember walking in the dock door of the Old Vic and just being completely bowled over and fascinated mm. with the collaborative effort of putting on a production. Because there was, there was like this totally shabby looking old theatre stage and then this beautiful auditorium. And it was almost like these two worlds cohabiting. And I just, that was it for me. I was just hooked. So that was about 12 years ago. My, my introduction was... Um when I knew that this was something I could possibly do the theater was like second grade being asked to sing um, happiness from you're a good man, Charlie Brown. And when everybody clapped at the end of it, I was like seven and I thought, yeah, this is pretty cool. Um, and then, but I, I didn't really think of it. I kind of did little school plays and I always enjoyed music. I've always played an instrument. It wasn't until high school where I thought I could possibly do something and I'm a military brat. So I was overseas uh, in South Korea and was, make building computers for the US government like it was really weird had a secret clearance and everything wow. and I fixed security cameras and all these weird things but at night I was at the local theater that that kind of entertained the expats and the military personnel so I was doing five six plays a year doing something and and then I thought you know as most good military brat kids I thought I'm going to appease my dad and I'll I'll join the military I will take my flight aptitude tests and because my father my grandfather was a fighter pilot my dad was a fighter pilot and I thought I'll do the same thing because that's what he want me to do and um, I took the test and nearly passed it I qualified to fly for helicopters for the Coast Guard in that in that test but um, they said go back and study you literally because I didn't they gave it to you blind you don't study for it and they gave me a book and they said you'll ace this and then my dad said to me John you would make me the proudest father alive if you decided to go in the military but you're going to be told to do things things that you may not want to do by people who aren't as smart as you. Why don't you go act? You're very good at it. And I was like, it like literally hugged him. And that was me, sent me on my way. So that's how I got into it. 
But you probably took life experiences into it, didn't you? Absolutely. No, of course. I'm still taking orders from people that... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh uh, well, uh, Carla, who inspired you when you when you realized at the in, in your early days, and who inspires you today? I think that's a really interesting question because I I was I looked at it last night and I thought there have been so many different people at various milestones in my life, and I think for me the thing that has kept me going in this industry has probably been a different element from each project that I've worked on. So I yeah. I knew that to be taken seriously as an actress and, and to be given the greatest gift of exploring and, and learning and failing for three years, I knew that I wanted to go to drama school. So I worked incredibly hard at the age of 18 to get in. And then probably I would say that the the teachers in particular, a teacher called Christian Burgess at Guildhall was a huge inspiration to me and, and pushed me further than I knew I could go. As did Patsy Rodenberg, who's a phenomenal voice coach. And then once I'd had that foundation and that support, I then was lucky enough to work at the Young Vic with Benedict Andrews, who created such an incredible ensemble on set that has stayed with me forever. That's that's inspired me to then, you know, go on to producing and, and work in different mediums. So there have been lots of different people in the industry across the way. And then I thought when I read that question last night, I thought, but aside from industry people, who does really inspire me? <laughs> and they, they are some of the greatest girlfriends that have carried me through the hard times who don't work in acting who actually are the ones who give you such great advice because they don't know anything about what you're up to all the time and they're sort of pushing along in their channel so a variety of different people but um there obviously are also huge actors that I admire a lot and have followed their careers and Denise in particular was somebody that I was I was just sort of in awe of when I saw her in people places and things. And similarly with Minnie Gale, I just think she's an extraordinary actress. And I think that their choices that they make and their vulnerability that they give, whether it's in a rehearsal or on stage is something that should be, it, and will, it will be left as their legacy because their commitment to giving themselves at any cost to a piece of material is something that's sort of infectious and extraordinary and once makes me want to be a part of it whether I'm an observer or I'm acting opposite them or just to even be a fly on the wall and watch that what a great answer Amazing. yeah yeah great no pressure answer. Bella go for it <laughs> um I think for me it's always been that words I think so um I started with my English teacher and she was absolutely mad about Shakespeare and she was really quite horrible but she was really passionate so she made us all work really hard and she inspired me to really get into writing and reading. Um, and then when it came to theatre, when I started going to the theatre, it was mostly men. So it was obviously Shakespeare, but then Henrik Ibsen and Tennessee Williams. Um, and I remember so clearly, it's funny because of our um, what we're doing tonight, this production with Tom Soppard, I remember seeing Arcadia. And I remember seeing Indian Inc. with Felicity Kendall, and they really stayed with me. Um, and also people like Alan Bennett at The National in terms of who I'm inspired by now, it's really probably more the women who've now um, forged a path that they hadn't done it before. So 
Rebecca Lenkowitz is a fantastic writer. She had the first play on a national theatre on the main stage in 2008, which is quite um, disturbing, it was so late. Um, also people like Lucy Preble and Polly Stenham or Lucy Kirkwood, I think are fantastic writers and have done really well. Actually, Polly Stenham we've worked with. Also Nina Rain, who will be watching tonight. She's bought her tickets, great right. playwrights. Nice. And then some of the women we've been working with recently. So Mary Laws, who we produced her play in 2017, and then she went to work on Succession, and now she's just done her own TV show for Hulu. And then two of the young writers we are working with now, one is Leah Gasson, who won our Playwrights Prize last year, and we're now making a film with her. And the other one is Phoebe Claire Powell, who is a runner-up for our Playwrights Prize, but we're hoping to work with her on a project sometime in the future. So it's really... The, the heart of all of this to me is the writers and the words that they infect us with and inspire us with and challenge us with. Matt, same question to you, man. Yeah, I fear that my answer is not going to be as erudite or as eloquent as either Gala or Bella's answers. <laughs> um, who's inspired me and who before and, and now? When I was growing up, it was probably Michael Jordan, to be honest. So not yeah. anybody within theatre at all. Um, I had a great English teacher at school, Jim Scouse, who really kind of introduced me to the power of literature and the power of good writing. So I guess that was kind of there from an early stage, or at least when I was in my formative years, I guess. Um, in terms of who inspires me now, I'm inspired by the women in my life, my wife and, and my daughter. And I guess in a theatre setting, uh, I'm inspired and I'm very grateful to my brother, Tom, for introducing me to theatre in the first place, really, and having such a good work ethic. In fact, you, you may have seen on some of the calls, this happened last night, um, quite a few of the guys that we're working with have worked with my brother in a theatre setting before. And John, you've seen us over the years. They kind of slip into uh, calling me Tom instead of calling me Matt. Because <laughs> um, I guess we sound, sound quite similar, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really grateful to to him, and uh, he's inspired me to to work hard. My family have always been grafters, so yeah. What about you, John? Thanks, Gala. <laughs> You're very good at this. When I started out, my I think my inspirations were I I just I I I kind of grew up on I live in Chicago growing up, so the people that made me laugh so. I, Honestly, this sounds crazy, but Bozo the Clown on WGN Channel Nine in in um in Chicago just like he just always chuckled me. I, I woke up every morning and watched him before school, and and people that have could make me laugh have always inspired me and and thought that that's kind of what I did in school as well. Is is I just wanted to entertain. I mean, when I, again when I thought this could be a thing, the Young Sign Performing Arts Center and so with Larry Chandler like who gave me who gave me my wings and went you know this is something John I can see that you're passionate about theater this is something you could do go do it but um you know and then who inspires me now and it will always be my hero Papa Schwab my grandfather um he is I'm not gonna cry I don't know why I just I don't know why I don't know why I'm tearing up um I'm I have his name and I feel like I have uh, an angel on my shoulder wherever I go. He is my hero. Um, I have been through, Matt knows, I've been through ups and downs and lights and lows, and he's always been there. But 
Um, I, I also have to echo my, my mother and my wife are two of the most incredible people. And I don't know how they do what they do, putting up with the John Schwab's in this world. But they <laughs> are they are my they are my heroes and they inspire me to be better every day. Definitely. Um, OK, enough. Uh, <laughs> um and here, here's, uh, as a segue into that, what, what do our families think of our jobs? We don't have to necessarily go in order, guys. Let's just throw this out there. Who, what, what, do, what do our families think of what we do? Can I start with a funny anecdote? Yeah. Um, so my uh, sons are thrilled with it because it's drama and acting. And they think that um, I'm going to be on Batman. But what they do every morning, literally every morning, is they, um, they go to Alexa. They go, Alexa... Who's Gala Gordon? And Alexa goes, Gala Gordon is an actress, Argentinian. It goes on for ages. And they go, Alexa, who's Isabella McPherson? And Alexa goes, I have no clue. I've never heard of her. She doesn't do anything. Don't ask me useless questions. And they're like, so they, their, their thing is that when I get onto Alexa as a producer, that I will have arrived. <laughs> but they love it. Love Obviously, it. they love it. My parents adore it as well because they love to come to the theatre. Everyone's very supportive. Matt? What do my family think of my job? I think the the first question is probably, what is it that you do? Um, Because I've flipped between being a photographer and running Curtain Call, really. Uh, I think that they're just, they're very supportive of whatever it is that I choose to do. And I would say that they're probably quite surprised quite often by the projects that uh, I get involved with in a good way. Um, but yeah, hugely supportive. I'm, I'm lucky in that respect. Yeah, I, I feel very lucky because I, I feel like I've, I've grown up in a sort of uh, creative household and have always been drawn to people who express themselves through art or music or theatre. But John, you'll know this more than anyone. As an actor, you have to be quite careful as to who you choose as your confidence yeah. because when you tell them how much work you've done for an audition and then you don't win the job, they often respond going, oh, just get a normal job. Just get a normal job, get a salary, be able to pay your rent. So you have to be quite selective because you then can sometimes be clouded by people who want the best for you and don't want you to experience that rejection. So can often say, just chuck it in and do something else. But I feel very lucky in the sense of, um, also, um, I I would say that my friends have a great understanding of what I'm trying to do. And Gala can currently be seen the TV show just out, Bulletproof, on Sky One. <laughs> She's uh, obviously, she's achieving so much, you should never give up. No, I, listen, here's the thing. I don't ever say, no, I will go back on that because I used to say I'm just an actor until I realized, hold on a second, by saying just... I'm demeaning myself. I say I'm an actor and I do a ton of other things. But um, when everyone says, oh, I'm just an actor, I say, just take the just out. Take the just out. Because it, it just, um, anyway. Uh, yeah, my fa- Like just a mother. Yeah, it, exactly, Bella. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I've got another four-letter word for you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so the, yeah, my, I mean, my, my parents are proud. You've, you've, heard, you've heard what I said. And my, my in-laws didn't get it at first. 
um, because they they didn't have any real creative people in the family. You know, they again they were military people, but they they're super super supportive. And Matt knows how much they've they've supported us and, and me over the years. How important is being a multi hyphenate and multi skilled in today's world, especially now that we aren't allowed to go out and do the things we have to be who we are, where we are. I think that well, I think two things really. I think one from my experience of of being an actress but now also being a producer your the language that you use obviously is a lot broader you have a greater understanding of everybody creatively involved and you can empathize so you can jump into their shoes and you can also find almost like a thread of being able to help communicate and orchestrate all the different departments almost like a piece of music so you just you just have a greater understanding of being able to assemble the pyramid that you're trying to do with the production so I would always say to people that it is you're not as you just said you're not just one thing and you should always you know step over your fear and try directing or try writing or you know you're not just in one box and each bleeds into the other and helps the other and the other thing i would say is that if not now when now is such a brilliant time to be trying all of these things you know you look at how many female actresses have their own production companies that are championing female-led stories that need to be told i think that as a society and in particular for my generation, everybody is a lot more accepting now of people trying lots of different things. So it's a great time to give it a go and jump in at the deep end. Yeah, yeah. 100% agree with that. The um, empathy is just so important. Um, and by having experience of different elements of, of a production has really enabled me us all in this current production that we're working on to understand better how the team can work together and how each of the moving parts can can kind of fit in basically so i think being multi-skilled not just within the context of the current project that we're working on but just generally within our society is is absolutely crucial because it it it, it enables us to have that empathy basically to add to that, I think it's really important that uh, you obviously, while paying the bills, do things you're really passionate about. And if you are passionate about them, you're going to work the extra mile and it's going to make a huge difference to your life because you'll feel more fulfilled. Um, and I think Gala and I really have that. Um, secondly, I think to add to Gala's, you need to be fearless. And um, we always have this thing that we say when we're trying to do something, we want to reach someone we want to do or we want to contact um, someone slightly out of our reach, we go, what's the worst that can happen? So you should walk into meetings and projects and phone calls um, fearless. And also, you should also not be afraid of your own ignorance. So one of the greatest things about this project that we've been working on is the learning curve. Um, and I'm still not entirely across all the technical side because it's been so eye-opening and, and unfamiliar, but it's really important to admit your, where you're ignorant and ask questions and try and learn every day. And that will just make you a better person and more able to cope. So coping with change is also really important. Well, I love that answer, Bella. I always go in, when I go in and teach at drama schools and things, I, I say there, isn't a, there are no silly questions. It, the most stupid question is the one that isn't asked because it never has a chance to get answered. It's absolutely true. And tonight, for tonight especially, sorry, we're just, we're just 
this is a world first. There are new yeah. frontiers. So anybody watching um, hopefully will understand that. And there may be things that don't go right. And there should probably be because they can't get it perfect first time. And we should rejoice in those kind of potential mistakes. But it just is so exciting to be doing that. And I think next, every time it will get better. That's what we said in our first production meeting, wasn't it? We, we got together. Yeah. And said, Guys, look, we don't know exactly how to do this yet. So ask questions because that's the best way of finding the answers. Um, yeah. and we're going to work through this together and we're going to figure this out together. Um, and here we are. That was only seven days ago, guys. Yeah. Well, listen, <laughs> let's this complete this. What a great segue. You guys are doing so good. Let's let's talk about how we're spending our days. I mean, because this is ridiculous. How we how we spent and literally it is only on this production the last eight days. But it is, you know, it's been two weeks since we kind of first talked to each other. And then we were still trying to figure out what we knew the why we didn't know the what can I can I answer that first yeah sure so I, I set my alarm at 5 30 and then I answer 50 emails from Matt and John and Kevin <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I go to the loo and then I come back and I answer the next 50 uh, <laughs> then I homeschool for 12 hours yeah um and then and then I sit on zoom for many hours learning like an uphill curve learning from all of you about this amazing project and and laughing and loving it and then about midnight I go on email and I answer 50 emails from Matt and John <laughs> go to the loo answer 50 emails from Matt and John go to sleep oh. <laughs> It's, am it's amazing. What a great it's answer, man. That's great. <laughs> I, I'm going to give the flip side to that. So yeah. I wake up at, um, what time do you say? Half past five? You, you wake yeah. up. So I wake up at 5.25, like 15 minutes. Shortly after that, uh, my daughter wakes up. So then it's uh, daddy daycare whilst uh, my wife gets ready to work. And then we're like ships in the night. We just pass each other going in and out of the office. So one of us yeah. is looking after Willow. One of us is working. Um, I sit down, put Willow in front of the uh, television for five minutes, write 50 emails to Gala and Bella. Um, and really it just goes back and forth. <laughs> it, I mean, it's, it's just been crazy. The whole week has been a blur. Um, the whole two weeks, three weeks, however long this has been. Uh, but it's hugely exciting. I love it. Yeah. Absolutely love it. I think what's amazing is that without even recognising it, we've now written the Bible for how you do it. Mm. We have the infrastructure that we can, you know, keep repeating, but we can also pass on to others, which is very exciting. It's exciting yeah. and important to be able to do that. Yeah. Um, Matt and I were talking about this morning is, People are going to watch this and go, I didn't know you could do that. Mm -hmm. And it's great to be able to go send the elevator back down and say, yes, you can do that. There's never been a better time for new writing, for new voices, for everything yeah. else to be heard mm -hmm. and go, hey, this is possible. And the, working with you guys, the the best thing to kind of get um, Platform Presents, Curtain Call, Apples and Oranges, we all bring different proficiencies to a project. Mm -hmm. and um, And you ask questions that, uh, or, or, or the, the most obvious thing can be sitting right in front of your face because you're trying to look around it up there. You guys may say something like, have you thought about this? You go, oh, God, yeah, of, of course, because we would have forgotten it. But that's why you need people with you, beside you, to, to kind of carry you through things uh, on a daily basis. Because yeah. I, ha you know, I have my 12-year-old here who who is going, Dad, can you sort this out? And my wife works full-time. 
uh, ITV. She's just like Matt, just like you, uh, Bella. And we're all, you know, with, with kids, you just have to, you have to address that or else you, we wouldn't be able to sit down here and do this. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Gala, I know that you're, you're still doing things. You're having to do press. I'm still acting. I'm still doing voiceovers. I'm doing things that uh, self-taping, whatever, yeah. because at some point we are going to get out of this. Um, I guess the days just got a little bit busier. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All I would say is I haven't, like many people, learned Japanese, become ama- an amazing chef, you know, all these amazing skills that I was meant to pick up because work and home has been so mental that it's been really good. I know how much sugar I can eat in a day, which is why <laughs> <laughs> which is why today I'm going on a sugar-free diet for the month, which I haven't done before. But I just, I, I've said to Matt this morning, I've taken eating sweets and chocolate and all crap to another level that is not good. Okay. Fair um, enough. Uh, so just a, a couple more questions before we get into the quick fire ones. Uh, guys, what cast album, if you had to throw every one of your other cast albums away... I'll ask you first, Gala. What cast album would you have? Would you self isolate with? You mean the musical? By Any this, musical, musical cast album? Okay, yeah. musical. Okay. I'm not a musical fan. That's okay. So I'm gonna say that I just have disco on repeat. Disco on repeat. Is there a disco yeah, musical out there? Recently, I discovered some very old tracks by Candy State, and one in particular called "Victim," which is seven minutes long and can bring you out of your COVID nineteen slump and get you dancing in a second. All right. Okay, I'll give you a pass. I'll give you a pass. Uh, but not you, Bella, because your partner passed. You have to answer the question. I, I just have the answer. It's absolutely clear to me. So when I was a little girl, I went to see Chess, uh, the musical, and I recorded it on my tape recorder, and I walked around the garden for like three years singing the songs um, because I thought it was so fantastic. Yeah. And it's always stayed with me. <laughs> it is such a cl- – I mean, I'm a huge Chess fan, and it's – I mean, it is off and on in the house. And that that recording with Elaine Page uh, is insane. Amazing. But also the, the set was amazing. There were 128 tellies down the side and 64 what? in the middle. Wow, Do you not remember nice. that? They had, I, didn't, they had I didn't see pieces. it. So while they were playing chess in the middle of the game, the, the chess pieces were moving across the television. It was just, it was amazingly realized as well. And the songs were just fantastic. Matt, what about you? Uh, I don't own a single cast album, but if they were to have made a cast album from The Big Lebowski, then <laughs> that would be my cast album. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I normally hold people to task on this, but because it's us, we're allowed to change the rules. <laughs> special treatment for the producers uh, i know i know mm-hmm. i think i mean for me it it it's it so changes um uh but i i would say these days and because it was sondheim's birthday recently i'm gonna go with assassins because i just think it's just a g the, the story songs in there are it it completely takes you on a journey throughout time and it, it's super dark and it's it's wonderful and you know it there's not really a better lyricist than Stephen Sondheim. I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda is great, but he learned from the master. Let's go to some quick fire questions, guys. The last thing, and I think what we'll do to make it to make it just to go around in a circle. So we'll do the, the Galabella, Matt, John quick fire questions, which are just a this or that. There are only 10 of them. So there are no wrong answers. Just like oh, there are no wrong questions. Um, and then we'll end up with where people can find us online. Gala, movies or theater? Theater. Bella, Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Matt, Tom Stoppard or William Shakespeare? Stoppard. 
<laughs> you, had to, you had to say that. I My question is Broadway or West End, and I'm going to say West End. Gala, clotted cream or jam first? Jam. Okay. <laughs> the look on I, more, I like butter as opposed to cream. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a hard one. Oh, it, my God. That's especially a hard question when you have a vegan. Because they just, they, the shock on their face is incredible. I'm glad you didn't ask me. Exactly. Be- Bella, uh, Netflix or Amazon Prime? Oh, that's a tough one. Oh, Netflix. Okay. Matt, Cinderella or Snow White? You've been watching a lot of Disney+. Plus. Well, this morning I was Prince Charming to my daughter's Snow White, so I'll have to go with Snow White today. Okay. My question is Wicked or Les Mis, and I'm going to say Wicked. Um, dogs or cats, Gala? Dogs. And last one, Bella, Stephen Sondheim or Lin-Manuel Miranda? Stephen Sondheim. Excellent. Guys, thank you so much, everyone. Um, this has been fantastic. But before we go... Oh, I loved it. Can we do some socials? Where can people find uh, Platform Presents and also personally online? So if they want to follow your stories, if they want to see what you're up to, please do, um, give out all your socials. Our Instagram is at Platform Presents. Our Facebook is Platform Presents. Um, our website is www.platformpresents.com. Um, I think that's just about it, girls, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where can people... So, sorry, Bella, where can people find you personally? And Gala, where can people find you personally? Um, you can find Gala Gordon under Gala Gordon. You can find <laughs> Isabella McPherson under Isabella McPherson on, on everything, really. And Matt, you can do the socials. Uh, yeah, so Curtain Call is just at Curtain Call, uh, which is pretty simple. But my photography Instagram is at Matt Humphrey Images. And John, what about you? Well, you can find me at John Schwab, J-O-H-N-S-C-H-W-A-B, every, on all of them, all of them. <laughs> Uh, except for like TikTok, Snapchat. I look, you guys can't see. Gal is busting some shapes over there, as the old people say. I can see it. Um, but guys, thank you so it. much. I am so happy that you guys decided to come along on the ride with us and um, for your time today. And I, you know, in your busy schedule, I've literally said, "Can I have another hour?" And I absolutely appreciate it. So, looking forward to tonight seeing the fruits of our labor come out and um it's going to be amazing thank you very much for having us thanks i mean on the project and today bye guys see ya the producers of the remote reads first production a separate piece by tom stoppard and those producers are me and matt humphrey from curtain call and gala gordon and isabella mcpherson from platform presents The live performance takes place tonight, May 2nd, 7 p.m. London time, 2 p.m. New York, 11 a.m. L.A. And it's a one-off. If you don't have a ticket, you don't get to see it. It won't live anywhere online. You can donate any amount to watch or purchase a ticket for a separate piece by visiting theremotereread.com. Special thanks to our U.S. co-producer, Tim Kashani at Apples and Oranges, for being our tech wizard. Our equipment sponsors for the series are Shure and Zoom, and we are supported by the Schubert Organization. Join us soon when another theater professional somewhere around the globe will be taking their bow. See you tonight in the auditorium. Bye.
Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.